Greetings, loves. This is Annette of AnnetteLeonard.com, back with Chronic Wellness. So this morning, my wife sat me down and had a very frank conversation with me about my listening skills. Now, I want you to understand that being a good listener is part of my core identity. I pride myself on my listening skills. Uh, my graduate degree is in conflict resolution and the ability to hear people <laughs> is packed into the, that skill set. My undergraduate degree is in sign language interpreting. <laughs> and if I, if I didn't understand how to hear somebody, I wouldn't be able to interpret. I wouldn't be able to use those communication skills. <laughs> And so I, you know, tamped down my defensiveness and <laughs> heard her. And what she presented to me was an argument for how I have a blind spot in my listening skills as it relates to me. And over the course of at least the last year and maybe longer, she has been trying to tell me ways in which my diseases have progressed and she needs me to collaborate better with her on how I manage myself and my illnesses with her help. And um, this all came to a head this weekend. So my lighting is not very good today because I have a headache, but if you are watching this on video, uh, I am going to lean in so you can see that on this left eye, I am sporting a shiner. And the reason is that I got up in the night Friday morning, and as I was leaving our bedroom, I fainted. And having... <laughs> That happen is not completely uncommon for me. I have very, very, very low blood pressure. And so if I'm not careful when I rise from a sitting or laying down position to standing up, passing out is a hazard. So I fainted in our doorway and going down, I hit my face on the door jam and then passed dead out in the hallway. <laughs> And because I now have active clots and uh, more things in my medical stuff, uh, I think that she is on particularly high alert about isn't it going to have a pulmonary embolism or stroke and just be gone. And so when she heard my body collapse in the hallway outside our bedroom, she yelled out like, are you okay? And I did not respond, which I'm sure was straight up terrifying. And so she came to see, was I okay? And at that point I was coming to, and she was like, why didn't you respond? And I was like, to what? And thus began our weekend of circus. I, because I hit my head and am on blood, and I am on blood thinners, I am at greater risk than for having a bleed in my brain. And so 
the next night as we were going to bed, she was like, okay, if you get up in the night, wake me. <laughs> because don't want any madness going down. And uh, throughout the course of the weekend, she abstained from like, having a mojito or a glass of wine we have fresh mint right now so that's why mojito is on my mind and because she was like I may have to take you to the hospital at the drop of a hat so I need to be sober and ready to go and in the night on Saturday into Sunday morning I did not honor our agreement and I got up without telling her I couldn't sleep I'm sure it was in part the anxiety of what's happening in my brain. And I'm sure it was clouded by poor judgment skills and a variety of other things. But I had some sort of bizarre neurological episode while I was awake. And I came back to bed and said, I have just had a bizarre neurological episode that I won't go into here. But um, she said, let's go to the ER and have a scan. And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> and I can tell you a bunch of the reasons that I thought no, no, no. And I had just had a neurological episode. So was I thinking clearly? I was not. And I just had a brain injury on Friday. <laughs> And how much does she trust me? How much does she push on that? How much does she insist? And so then after five or six hours of not getting any rest, because she's now like a net, if you lose the ability to talk, do you want me to call an ambulance? Do you want me to call hospice? Do you want me, you know, and I'm like, I can't answer that. I'm too tired, leave me alone, you know? And, and there she was just left holding the bag of both of our anxiety while I just opted out. And she called my doctor at noon on Sunday and my doctor agreed with her that we needed to just go to the emergency room. And that of course, if you say to the emergency room staff, <laughs> blood thinners, head injury, neurologic event, they do prioritize you. I did get a CT scan rather promptly. <laughs> but all of this is still swirling around with me and that's why I'm just kind of offering it up to you about how do we make the best decisions about our care. I am clear that I am so afraid of my own seemingly cavernous need of how much I am a burden on her that I don't want to be more of a burden. And that's why I didn't wake her up. And I had told her I would wake her up. So that was me breaking my agreement. And the consequence of me breaking my agreement was so much worse than if I had just woken her up and she had helped make sure that I was safe getting to and from the living room. <laughs> in the middle of the night and and that the you know the consequences of my actions of not 
following the agreement that I'd made with her, that, that I think that I am saving or preserving something by being autonomous or independent in that moment. And what I'm actually doing is a ripple effect of my poor decisions <laughs> that play out in us both not getting sleep and still landing at the emergency room just later than we would have. And so where are these barriers inside of me that I still need to topple? And how do I make sense of the space I need to take up in the world? And what does it mean to have these illnesses that are sometimes stable and sometimes declining and and how to acknowledge that as it's happening and make the necessary adjustments you know it's it's like what i was talking about three or four weeks ago where the hike that i was on the terrain turned into sand and i i can't walk in sand and i needed to stop i needed to turn back i needed to make a different decision and i didn't adjust in that moment how do we come become more nimble and i'm clear that that part of the struggle of that moment on the walk and this moment this weekend and and the acknowledging it when we're in decline that all of those things make me think well okay i'll just live smaller i'll just take up less space i'll just be less of me and that doesn't feel acceptable either <laughs> that that's not the right answer it's not the right answer and i don't know how to be as flexible and adaptable yet as it takes to just acknowledge what's happening in the moment. Like, oh, my health is in decline. I'm gonna need to take up more space. Here's how I do it. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. So if you don't know how to do that either, you're not alone and those of you who have learned some skills about how to do that please share them with us because we're all doing this in our own homes in our own lives with our own spouses or children or friendship circle or family and it is awkward and imperfect and difficult and so any tips that we can share with each other we need to do because we don't have time to not be getting it right we don't have energy to waste on learning the hard way <laughs> we need the hacks the tips the shortcuts that any of us know to game this system that is stacked against us because we're living with chronic pain chronic illness disability and we don't have the energy or time to waste. So my whole in listening was about hearing her as it relates to me and my actions and behaviors and the consequences they have for her. And 
I've learned that in a very jarring and difficult way this weekend. <laughs> and I've got the lump on my head and the shiner to prove it. <laughs> and an agreement that for the rest of June, I will not get out of bed in the night without telling her. And we'll go from there as far as July and beyond. How about you? Tell me what you're doing. Tell me how you stay nimble as your disease states change, as your diseases worsen, or as you go through a flare, or as you have an injury that makes things worse in the short term, or maybe in the long term. That's what I need to know. That's what we need to know. Clue us in. And until we're together, I hope that there are ways that your spirit and your heart are finding ways to be well.